بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعيا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجا منيرا فأما بعد فقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يسلح لكم عمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يوتع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوضا عظيما فقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم إن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدع وكل بدع ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار My dear respected brothers, sisters, elders, as I mentioned the hadith from Ibn Majah in the last Jum'ah, Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam, Bada al-Islama gariban, wa sayyaudu gariban kama bada, fatuba lil-gurma. Which means Islam began as something strange and it will return to being something strange and give glad tidings of Tuba to the strangers. The Mufassirin have said that Tuba is the name of a tree in Jannah. So Rasulullah is giving the glad tidings of Jannah to the people who the world will call strangers. And as I mentioned to you, in this world today, anybody who stands for justice, for compassion, for concern for the other, for human dignity and human rights, true human dignity and human rights, not the farce and the game that is being played. He's a stranger. And Rasulullah gave glad tidings of Jannah to the strangers. May Allah make us among those who will be called the strangers, Al-Ghuraba, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like most thinking Muslims of our time over the last Many years now, I have also been thinking about the sad state that we, the Ummah of Muhammad find ourselves in. Like lost sheep, we are large in number, but distracted, disconnected and dispersed, easy prey to every passing wolf. All the power, authority, wealth and influence seems to be in the hands of those who are against, who are arrayed against us, leaving us with little choice, if any, even with respect to the wealth which is apparently in our hands.
it is they who dispose of it at will even though on the face of it we are called its owners like most people i also complained and defined our problem and redefined it and redefined it and discussed it and debated it and agonized over it until i came to the conclusion that none of this was getting me any closer to a solution and frankly that's all it, that's all that matters the solution is what matters not redefining and redefining and redefining a problem so i read the quran and i read the seerah of rasulullah sallallahu and i wrote and i read also our history both ancient and modern history because history has the potential to teach us lessons in this process i also wrote two books on the seerah one is called leadership lessons from the life of rasulullah sallallahu and the other one is called seerah is the solution i designed two leadership development programs training programs based on these books there's a program called lec leadership excellence course which is a five day residential program based on leadership lessons from the life of rasulullah sallallahu and the second one is called the seerah solution workshop which is a two day residential program based on the book called seerah is the answer and then i traveled in the world i met people wiser and more learned than i am and i listened to them carefully ulama and others in several countries i prayed and asked allah subhanahu wa taala for the help for his help to understand the situation and devise a way out of it as i thought about these times i couldn't help but see many similarities between the situation today and the situation as it existed in the time of rasulullah sallallahu in the 7th century all through the makkan period the majority major part of his life as a rasul and his life also those people rasulullah sallallahu and the sahaba ridwan rahi alaihim ajmain they also had almost no influence no power or wealth in the makkan period they they were the victims of all kinds of persecution and deprivation they were evicted from their homes they were boycotted and embargoed and tortured and killed some were also killed yet in one generation in less than 20 years the situation completely transformed and muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and his followers became the leaders of arabia and the known world big question how did it happen how did they do it now why is that important because makkah especially the makkan period but also the life of muhammad sallam is like a pilot for an initiative what we call in the corporate world proof of concept that is the proof of concept and therefore you take that and say if it worked then it can work now provided i apply the same methodology and what was that methodology is very simple all this happened simply by muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wasallam and his followers living islam not talking about islam living islam Now, this is the big 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 problem and that is why when i speak 
in public and you know people print these posters and whatnot and they describe my name and they say international speaker i cringe where i have the op- the option i tell them to remove this nonsense speaker what is a speaker a parrot who cares read this era read the biographies of the great scholars the sahaba starting from the sahaba the great scholars of islam and see how many of them were described as speakers you have described you have descriptions as zahid wa mujahid wa mutawakkil and so on so on right a speaker who's a speaker but this is our reality today today we give more importance to speaking to presence on social media and how many thumbs up and how many likes and all this complete and total garbage and we do not give precedence to actual knowledge real knowledge i have had people when i tell them listen to such a scholar they say oh you know his accent is not good inna lillahi wa inna ilaihi raji real some major rewiring has to be done the sahaba and the great scholars of islam and we are looking at the sahaba right now at the time of nabi sallallahu they didn't spend time giving great speeches about islam or holding seminars and symposia about points of fiqh they didn't write momentous treatises and books they lived the quran they did not lecture people about the importance of sunnah they followed the sunnah in every single aspect of their lives they left whatever allah subhanahu wa taala and his nabi alayhi salatu wasalam disliked they didn't argue about that and say is it makruh tanzihi or tahrimi is it haram or makruh is this for where is it written they avoided sin because in their mind and their hearts it was not the quantum or the nature or the quantity of the disobedience but who was being disobeyed which was more important and that is why when allah subhanahu wa taala used the word mu'minun believers mu'minin he meant the sahaba and so there is the answer very simple answer what should we do to help ourselves be muslims as the sahaba were muslims become standard bearers of islam now i therefore realize that it's necessary to go back to the basics and see how rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and his sahaba practiced islam and do the same with the hope that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would then change our condition when he saw that we are ready to do his work and to give precedence to his work over our own desires and pursuits it's really quite simple <clears throat> we are the ones who complicate ourselves and complicate our lives and then we suffer and then we complain the quran al karim is quite clear on the fact 
that the decisions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are made with respect to our lives in this world and these decisions are related to our actions. Good begets good, evil begets evil. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Rum, زَهَرَ الْفَسَادُ فِي الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحْرِ بِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِ النَّاسِ لِيُزِقَهُمْ بَعْدَ الَّذِي عَمِلُوا لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِبُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, evil sins, disobedience, trials, calamities, diseases, pandemics, what not. <coughs> These have appeared, all forms of fasad have appeared on the land and the sea because of what the hands of people have earned. Earned. We work for it. We ask for it. Allah gives it. By our deeds. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, people say, why does it happen? Why does Allah allow it? Allah is telling us why. So, you can taste some of the punishment. This is the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says, so that you can return to Allah. Allah allows you to burn for a bit so that you can turn back to him and save yourself and myself from burning forever. Allah told us, Jalla Jalaluhu, that the solution lies within us. Inna Allah la yugayiru ma bi qawmin, hatta yugayiru ma bi anfusihim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Allah does not change the good condition of a people until they change it themselves. A great city, a great fortress, an impregnable fortress falls from within, not from outside. We destroy ourselves, then the effect. Allah does not randomly say, these people, they are looking very happy, let me go and, you know, spoil their life. No. <coughs> so what is this term that Rabbi Sallallahu used? Al-Gharib. What is the meaning of this? What is the meaning of strangeness? I want you to leave, I want to leave this with you for a bit. And then come back to it, inshallah. Alhamdulillah. نشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله فقال تعالى إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد I quote from Ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawzi's booklet Al-Ghurbatu wa Al-Ghuraba Strangeness and Strangers and He talks about the meaning of strangeness What is the meaning of strangeness? He says many times in many situations the people who follow the religion of Islam or religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala feel a sense of not belonging not being of being out of place of not fitting in, of not blending in. In other words, of being strange. This feeling could occur in a gathering of non-Muslims. It could occur, but unfortunately, the feeling also sometimes occurs when one is with fellow Muslims. A person sees his brothers and sisters doing acts which are contrary to Islam or taking part 
in innovations that sometimes even border on kufr and shirk. Yet, he or she feels that he does not have enough power or courage to stop them in these acts. Some brothers and sisters, especially if they do not have enough taqwa or Islamic knowledge, buckle under the pressure of their peers and join in these acts, knowing that this is not what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants them to do. However, feeling helpless, since it seems that they are alone in their ideas and without any support to help them to do what is right. These brothers and sisters, may Allah have mercy on them, should take consolation in the ayat of the Quran and the many statements of Rasulullah describing this very situation of strangeness. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, فَلَوْلَا كَانَ مِنَ الْقُرُونِ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ أُلُوا بَقِيَّةٍ يَنْهَوْنَ عَنِ الْفَسَادِ فِي الْأَرْضِ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا مِمَّنْ أَنْجَيْنَا مِنْهُمْ وَاتَّبَعَ الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا مَا أُطْرِفُوا فِيهِ وَكَانُوا مُجْرِمِينَ Allah said, if only there had been among the generations before you, people having wisdom, prohibiting others from al-fasad, prohibiting others from doing all forms of evil, on the earth, except a few of whom we saved from among them. Meaning only a few of them did this. Those who did wrong pursued the enjoyment of good things of this worldly life. And they were the criminals and the sinners, the Muslimin. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of the few people on earth as the strangers who prohibit mankind from evil. These are the same people that Rasulullah mentioned when he said, they asked him, they asked Rasulullah, Ya Rasulullah, who are the strangers? He said, those that correct the people when they become corrupt. Now think about this, not only those who are not corrupt themselves, but those who correct others who have become corrupt. In another narration, he said, Sallallahu Alaihi those that correct my sunnah, which has been corrupted by the people after me. In another narration, he said, Sallallahu they are a small group of people among a large evil population. Those who oppose them are more than those who follow them. Therefore, Ibn Qayyim al-Jawdhar says, the Muslims, and by Muslims, he is not meaning somebody with the name Abdul Rahman. No. He means somebody who is living Islam, who is actually practicing Islam like the companions of Rasulullah. He said, Thus the Muslims are strangers among mankind. The true believers, Mu'mineen, are strangers among the Muslimin. The scholars, the ulama, are strangers among the Mu'mineen. And the followers of the Sunnah, those that clear themselves from all peoples of innovation are likewise strangers. Their strangers, their strangeness is only because they are the minority. It is not because their actions or beliefs are strange. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَإِن تُطِعْ أَكْثَرَ مَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ يُضِلُّكَ عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ إِنْ يَتَّبِعُونَ إِلَّا الظَّنَّ وَإِنْهُمْ إِلَّا يَخْرُصُونَ he said, Jalla Jalalu, which means, and if you obey most of the people on the earth, they will mislead you far away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's path. They follow nothing but conjecture and they do nothing but lie. In Surah Yusuf, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, 
walau harasta bi mu'minin and most of mankind will not believe even if you desire it eagerly my brothers and sisters the key is to say ask ourselves what can i do to become a stranger in my life the purpose of the muslim is not to blend in and become like everybody else the purpose of the muslim is to stand out there's a wonderful story in the seerah and i want to end with that once umar al khattab radhiyallahu was walking in the market and he passed by a man who was making dua and the man said oh allah make us of your few slaves so the number of the lanu was very uh, you know particular about people especially with respect to worship and so on and so he asked the man he said where did you get this dua from what do you mean few, few slaves the man said allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said wa qalilum min ibadi ash-shukur allah said only a few of my slaves are grateful so i'm making the dua Allah make us from the few. Sayyidina Umar radhiyallahu wept. He had a very soft heart. He wept and he admonished himself. He said the people have more knowledge than you, ya Umar. Oh Allah make us of your few slaves. Now think about this sometimes when you advise yourself or advise somebody else to leave a sin. You see people doing something which is wrong and you tell them don't do it move away People tell you well you know I'm not the only one everyone is doing it Hmm Leave interest based banking I'm not the only one Leave buying and selling haram I'm not the only one The issue is Allah is not going to count numbers Good does not become good because of the number of people who practice it. Evil doesn't become evil because of the number of people who practice it. Good is good, evil is evil. Right is right, wrong is wrong. Even if no one is doing it, it's still right or it's still wrong depends on what it is. And sometimes say, well, you know, everyone is not doing it. Well, that is even more reason why you should do it. Because if I am the only one doing it, then I should be the only one doing it. I remember somebody told me the story about Iceland they said that there is in Iceland there is a one a brother from Maghrib from Morocco he said how many muslims in Iceland they said one resident he said one muslim he said yeah he is a, he has a you know a scrub bakala he has a shop selling groceries and various things So somebody they went and interviewed him they said they said to him you know uh, how is ramadan he said oh very nice now is ramadan is like 22 hours of fasting right so he said very oh, you know they said isn't it tough he said yeah well you know it's there so they asked him when do you take a holiday when do you do you, do you go on vacation he said yes i go on vacation i take a month off so when do you do that he said any month other than ramadan So they said isn't it isn't Ramadan nicer sweeter in Rabat or Marrakesh or some some he said yes very beautiful very beautiful 
ہیوج مساجد بگ کراؤڈ بیوٹیفل ریسیڈیشن آف دا قرآن گریٹ فوڈ اینڈ سو آن اینڈ موسٹ آف آل مائی فیملی از دیر آئی کین میٹ دیم وائی ڈونٹ گو دین وائی ڈونٹ گو ان رمضان اسپینڈ رمضان ود یور فیملی ہی سیڈ اف آئی گو ان رمضان ہو ول فاسٹ آن دس پیس آف ورتھ ہو ول پرے آن دس پیس آف ورتھ So I like it because of people like this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps his anger away from people like me. So when people tell you the few and you know and so on, think about this. In the Quran al-Kareem, if you look for the words, most people, akthar, See what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَ النَّاسِ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, most people have no sense. They have no ilm. They have no knowledge. Most people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَذُو فَضْلٍ عَلَى النَّاسِ وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَ النَّاسِ لَا يَشْكُرُونَ Allah says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives and He blesses people. But most people, they are ungrateful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, إِنَّهُ الْحَقْ اللہ Yajhalun. Allah said, most of them are jahil. They're ignorant. Most people. Allah said, Bal aktharhum la ya'lamun al-haqqa fahum muridun. Allah said, truly, most of them, they turn away from the truth. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Bashiran wa nadhira fa'arada aktharhum. فَهُمْ لَا يَسْمَعُونَ Allah said, you are the warner, you are the, uh, you, you, you give glad tidings and warning, but most of them do not listen. And then what Allah, see what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about the few. Allah said, Allah said, وَقَلِيلٌ مِنْ عِبَادِيَ الشَّكُورُ Few of my slaves are people who are grateful. Allah said, وَمَا آمَنَ مَعْهُ إِلَّا قَلِيلٌ But none of them believed except a few. Then Allah says, فِي جَنَّاتِ النَّعِيمِ ثُلَّةٌ مِنَ الْأَوَّلِينَ وَخَلِيلٌ مِنَ الْآخِرِينَ Allah said, in gardens of pleasure, many from the first generations, early generations, very few from the later people. So Ibn al-Khayyim al-Jawdi al-Rahmatullahi says, Go on the path of truth and do not feel lonely because there are few who take that path. And beware of the path of falsehood and do not be deceived by the great number of perishers. Great number of people on that path because they are all going to Jahannam. Don't follow them. 
I remind myself and you that this advice is particularly important and valuable today as we live in a world where the appearance of popularity is taken as a mark of greatness. Not scholarship or generosity or character or manners or courage or integrity or anything which is of real value. But popularity on social media and whatnot and friends and I advise myself and you to save ourselves from this voluntary slavery and focus on the only thing that has value. And that is the rida of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalla. We ask you also to pray for one of our sisters who was diagnosed with cancer. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant her shifa kamila ajila and completely and totally cure her and take her away and keep her in, uh, take the, the, the pain and, and whatever she's suffering away and give her complete and total health, inshallah. Rabbana faqfir lana dhunubana wa kafir lana sayyatina wa tawafana ma'al barat. Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam taqfir lana wa tarhamna lana kunana min khasirin. Ya hayu ya qayyum bi rahmatika nastaghis. Aslih lana shahana kulla la ilaha illa ant. لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إن كنا من الظالمين رب اغفر وارحم وأنت خير الراحمين يا عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعزكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم عدو يستجيب لكم ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون في مسلم